Hi, friends. Welcome back to episode eight of Two Asian Vaginas. On this episode, we talk about introverts versus extroverts. What does that even mean? Is one better than the other? How do we each identify? We promised a special guest on our last episode. We apologize. It's just the two of us again. But it was a really interesting conversation about definitions, Google versus Susan Cain, all different types of things. So go ahead and take a listen. All right. So we are talking about introversion and extroversion, Nina. Um, as a first kind of starting point, I thought it would probably be helpful to make sure that we're talking about it in the same way. So the way that I was thinking about this is the difference between introversion and extroversion really comes from how an individual finds their energy. An introvert would find their energy from spending time by themselves or with a small group of people. Uh, whereas an extrovert would be the opposite. So really kind of finding their energy, being recharged by being in like a group of a ton of people and kind of being the life of the party. What are your thoughts about that? I would agree and wonder on top of that if not only is it about how you find your energy, but is it also kind of a character attribute? Boom. Ex expound. <laughs> And maybe I am just confused with its literal definition versus its connotation. But in my frame of mind, an introvert is somebody who also in public settings tends to be sort of away from the crowd and, and they're quieter and their demeanor is very much more reserved, whereas an extrovert is bubbly and boisterous and, you know, not in your face necessarily. I think that's a really aggressive way to put it. But somebody who is a magnet because of the way that they radiate their presence. And I sometimes I think that we're just naturally drawn to those who are more charismatic. I think, oh, that's the word I want to use for extrovert, more charismatic mm -hmm. um, in a way that's just visible. So that's what I mean by character attributes. So that actually kind of takes me to another point that I was thinking about when I was thinking about this episode is I feel like there's a very fine line between introversion, extroversion, and what's kind of like confidence slash charisma, like you said, and then shyness and sort of being drawn into yourself and being less afraid or more afraid to sort of be that center of attention or carry that same amount of charisma. I think the line is very, very, very fine to the point where it's, it's almost non-existent. <laughs> um, so you'd say the two are the same or very closely linked? What do you mean the two are the same or closely linked? Like a confident slash charismatic person in your mind is an extrovert, whereas a shy, more like quiet um, or a timid person would be considered an introvert. Yes, but going back to what you said about how you find your energy, I could definitely seeing somebody who's an extrovert in terms of the persona that they show still arriving to a place where they feel restored and renewed by themselves as opposed to having all of this energy like derive from being around people you know like their confidence and their charisma can sometimes be a manifestation of having spent time by themselves and so mm -hmm. that's where my question kind of comes in and that's where the line I feel is so fine because you can have these attributes or these traits that may label you as such but the way that you kind of get that energy and the way that you become an introvert or an extrovert quote on like you know those dramatic intonations where like imaginary quotation marks is based off of you know something entirely different what is the definition should we look this up let's google it 
Because have you read Quiet by, what is it, Susan Cain? Yeah, I actually, I didn't finish it, but I read probably about 30% of it. (laughs) 30% is better than zero. (laughs) It was a really popular book. I want to say like maybe last year or the year before that. Yeah, I was a victim of its popularity. I definitely read it. Did you like it? I liked it in so far as it highlighted, you know, the attributes and and the strengths that are held within each quote-unquote introvert. But I also felt to a certain extent that it was a justification for why a person can be quiet, you know, like a cover-up almost. Mm-hmm. I had that impression from it, but I mean, I could it could have just been me and I could have been totally wrong, but I did glean that from it. So I have typed in introvert and it says a shy, reticent person. I Where- see that same one as well. <laughs> Um, versus let's go ahead and do some clack-a-lackin' on the keyboard. Yeah, extrovert is an outgoing, overtly expressive person. Wow, those are some strong adjectives. Um, This is is my dilemma with this whole kind of topic. And I know this topic has been very highly debated and extremely discussed about. Yeah. Or I guess extremely discussed would be the grammatically correct way to say this given we are talking on a podcast and all. But that's where my confusion comes from because I feel like I've heard so many strains of the definition where it's not about being confident and being out there. Like introverts can absolutely be, you know, charismatic people. And this I feel like is part of what Susan Cain's message is in her book is that when you see those definitions side by side, like shy, reticent, or outgoing and expressive, like uh, in my mind, and this could just be me, there's a clear positivity associated with extroversion versus introversion and maybe that's like a manifestation of my own sort of values or kind of preferences we just got some deepness here with values what are you talking about i threw out the v word (laughs) (laughs) but i don't know to me i think there's so much more positivity associated with that i thought in my 30 percent reading of susan cain's book is like (laughs) her kind of thesis is that's not true. And there's a lot more validity and kind of power in being an introvert. And it's not about like being, you know, that center of attention and being that charismatic person versus being shy and quiet. But it's actually like where you draw your energy and an introvert can absolutely be charismatic. It's just that they can do that in the group setting. That's just not what's going to recharge their batteries. I would definitely agree that this is her message and her platform, but our Google search says otherwise. (laughs) So who's right, Google or Susan Cain? (laughs) Everybody's right in this situation, I think. But we maybe we have these very different, but in a certain way, sort of on a spectrum different, you know, where there there is that fine line or there's a little bit of a gray area and all of those things. Maybe we could just decide on how we want to understand it for the purpose of this podcast so not everybody is freakishly confused and hate us. Well, I guess to kind of neutralize it, and this can depend on however you want to define it, but in each of our minds, I think we've gotten to a point where this topic has been so talked about that we've kind of identified ourselves as one over the other and it's often a question that you know you might get asked on a first date or you know Whoa. when you meet someone for the first time you first date since I'm technically married <laughs> don't have those anymore but when you meet someone for the first time or you're kind of getting to know someone um, this is usually I'm guessing a, t- a question that will come up so I would ask you Nina in terms of introvert versus extrovert do you identify yourself more closely with one of those two? Oh. 
Wait, which definition are we going off of? Are we going off of, you know, that your character is the shy, reticent person or that you get your energy from being by yourself versus the opposites for extrovert? Despite what Google says, I would want us to go with where you find your energy. Ooh, Susan Cain would be proud. (laughs) (laughs) I, ooh, difficult. Okay. I find my energy from a more introverted manner of either being by myself or with very few people but maybe you know and this is playing devil's advocate mostly on myself and not on anybody else I wonder if it's because when you're by yourself you know you you have all of this sort of energy that needs to kind of go to somebody else or be shared with somebody else and because it's you know if you have those days where you have talked to nobody until like 3 p.m like you have all of this boiled up bottled energy and Mm -hmm. so as soon as you talk to somebody it seems as if you're an extrovert but it's just really the schlepping off of like all of the inner innerness (laughs) no totally and And i think that's kind of i mean we're talking a lot about susan kane and i knew this this likely would happen but it wasn't this episode was not meant to be like an ode to this woman yeah (laughs) but I do think that that's kind of her point in kind of, again, going back and stating that as a definition. It's like, I think her point was, you know, for a long time, introversion was seen as like, oh, you're just quiet and you're not charismatic and you, you know, want to be by yourself all the time. Mm -hmm. But it's actually like, actually, by being by yourself and alone, you create this great energy that then allows you to go out and be in a group setting or in the world and Um, have a ton of energy and share that with other people in a way that can be charismatic or confident. Okay, that is not in the first 30% of her book. (laughs) 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 At least from what I remember. But that for an extrovert, how would that definition apply then? This is also because I can't collectively and accurately recall her book. Yeah, I mean, you're also talking to someone who, again, has not read the whole thing. But I mean, like in my understanding of this definition, like the inverse of that would be someone who really wants to be with other people at all times and really enjoys kind of that sort of environment, right? And it's not draining for them to be with, you know, 10, 15 other people and be in conversation or hanging out or whatever, that doesn't leave them kind of feeling spent at the end of the day where they then have to go and be by themselves for, you know, X amount of hours in order to recharge again to then go out and do the same thing over again. This makes sense. This totally makes sense. And because it makes so much sense, I would all the more likely lean towards an introverted um, definition in terms of the way that I identify. But granted, there are these few exceptions where – I gain my energy from an extroverted environment and it really just kind of depends on the setting and the people that I'm around when I do have those kinds of emotions because I know for instance like after church where I'm with a bajillion other people I actually come out of this hugely populated moment feeling even more energized Mm -hmm. than I typically would and that doesn't that's not normal for me I definitely feel more recharged typically when when I just have sort of a couple hours or a day to myself does so there are variations but Mm -hmm. largely leaning towards introversion and just to kind of close the loop on this I also personally feel very similar with you on that um 
I would say I certainly enjoy, and the older I get, I enjoy more of that time that I spend alone. Mm-hmm. And is it because Calvin isn't there, <laughs> or because he is? <laughs> well, I don't know. I think it's, um, I think it's a lot of things. Like as I was reflecting on it, I feel like it's one. I get to do whatever I want with my time, which is like a very selfish thing to say. But like, yeah, if I want to read, if I want to watch something, if I want to sleep, if I want, you know, like when you're by yourself, you get to sort of call the shots all by yourself. So there's that plus side. And also the things that I like to do, I find, are often things that I can enjoy doing alone Mm -hmm. or with like a small group of people. So in that sense, I feel like the old when I was younger, I definitely identified myself as an extrovert I wanted to spend time with my friends like the entire time like no six-year-old is like mom I want to be by myself for a few hours like (laughs) at least in my mind at least that's the kind of kid that I was Uh Um, and I definitely just wanted to be with other people at all times and then the older I got I would say this got even stronger in college and then maybe a few years after college it really solidified like really enjoying that time to be alone But earlier in the podcast, you had mentioned that you valued extroversion. What does that mean in relation to kind of where you were as a child versus where you are now? Well, so when I was saying that, I think I I mean that in the Google definition. So if we're talking about like the way that we understand the definition um, when we looked it up, it's like being charismatic and being like, I think it was like expressive to me. In my mind, when I read that versus shy and reticent, mm-hmm. I value and I think that of the two, the more positive one is extroversion. And do you think that's only geared towards women or men as well? Because I certainly find myself detracted by like extroverted men, you know, <laughs> like with that definition in mind. Interesting. I don't know. I think that in both genders, that value is seen as is viewed more positively. And maybe that's something to do with like, I mean, I would assume and think it would be pretty similar in cities like San Francisco, New York, LA, Chicago, et cetera. But like the expressive, like the person who is able to express themselves and really kind of capture attention and mindshare is seen as more positive than someone who is at a table and really quiet or isn't first to share their opinion or thoughts on something. I wanted to start off by saying interesting, but that word (laughs) (laughs) for like in in college, basically, if a professor were to respond by saying interesting, it basically means like BS and (laughs) and they didn't want to like hurt your feelings. (laughs) And so I didn't want to start off with that because that's I actually mean it in its most sincere and authentic form. But it do you ever wonder, though, because the reason why a more introverted attitude appeals to me and maybe this didn't when I was younger and I just don't remember but the reason why it appeals to me now at least with the opposite gender is because I it piques my interest in terms of wow what are you thinking you know or what is sort of your thought process and what's going on and why aren't you sharing it mm-hmm. versus extroversion where it's like it's all laid out on the table and it seems super broy and <laughs> And this is a super huge, like, I wouldn't even say high level generalization. I would say it's a straight stereotype. Um, yeah. But 
but that's why and and susan kane would agree with you okay rachel i do remember this from the hundred percent that i read of the book where extroversion is lauded more within our society but but But, i I mean to kind of finish out the thought though just so that like there's a full kind of end to it (laughs) is i think that would be the definition but i think that what has recently happened in more recent years is that it's been kind of flipped on its head a little where where introverts are kind of seen as like you know the more um like reflective and deeper (laughs) people who are actually like you're saying like are doing a lot of thinking and really are pondering a lot more of the the more meaningful things in life yeah um Whereas extroverts are kind of just like saying whatever thought comes to their mind and to that stereotype, like you said. Uh huh. And so now I feel like introversion is seen as like the new it thing. Hmm. Oh, that's a great way to, yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like it's now popular and more like socially accepted to be like, oh, I'm introverted. I am, I'm an INFJ. (laughs) An INFJ. (laughs) But like my question then is, you know, do all adults sort of, go through this phase where they kind of make this shift where even if you may have been an extrovert when you were younger, like you actually, as you get older, become more introverted and more kind of to yourself. This is true for you, but do you know about it being true for those around you? Well, so I was talking about this with Calvin and he identified himself as an extrovert as a younger child. But then through like through our conversation, we kind of came up to this point where we were like, I think as you get older and less naive and you also go through different types of relationships, you also sort of remove yourselves your, yourself from more types of relationships where you might want to become more kind of closed off and kind of draw in inwards. Wait, but this departs from our definition of introvert and extrovert, which is like how you get your energy, right? Well, I think it, the the tie is that because you you no longer get your energy you no longer get your energy from other people because maybe of your history with other like friends or other people in your life where that no longer gives you the energy that it once did i wonder why because i mean there are people who i wonder if it's a reflection of crassly and and very just probably not well put but this idea of quality versus quantity Um, And maybe as adults seeking something that is a little bit richer in terms of its substance than in terms of like the number of of people or something, because we live in such a pixelated age where like these very false numbers of like, you know, I have over 80,000 followers on Instagram and yet I feel like the most alone person. And and maybe if there's any movement towards introversion or or whatever or gaining energy from few it's because we live in an age where we see how little much means and i mean i think the other part of this reality is the older you get the fewer friends i think the true like genuine friends that you really do get energy from and are life-giving decreases which is a little bit sad to say but i want to say that that's true and kind of going back to your point the quantity of your friends may increase as you get older but the quality of those friendships will decrease and therefore the the few kind of quality friends that you have throughout your lifetime mm-hmm. are is a very small number of people this is sizing up to be a very dismal podcast it's just so <laughs> sad <laughs> because i i think sometimes like what i also want to maintain sort of on a daily 
level is this perspective of wanting to invite people into my life because I don't ever want somebody to feel like, oh, you know, friendship is unattainable because I just didn't know you back in sixth grade or something. You know, like there's a huge beauty about history that you have in a relationship, but sometimes that can be a detraction or sort of a discouragement to why, you know, like I think if if I didn't know you, Rachel, and if I saw you from afar, whether it was at work or or wherever it may be, I would probably think, wow, I want to be her friend. But if I were to see the people around you and get the impression that like, oh, but this person's only friends with those that she's been friends with for, you know, a minimum of like five years, right? It would it would be sort of like a sad letdown for me in a very a moment where, you know, I would it would almost make you unapproachable, right? Oh, interesting that you interpreted what I said in that way. <laughs> Why? <laughs> was it so far off? <laughs> yeah, because I didn't mean at all like, oh, like the friends that you make in, you know, the first 20 years of your life are the only friends that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, what I meant to say was that I think the older we get, the more depth we want out of our friendships. And the amount of depth that we can get in our friendships will inevitably be a smaller number. I think when I was six and telling my mom that I wanted to spend time with all my friends, like that depth of the the relationship, what I wanted out of that friendship is way smaller than what I want now out of someone who is like truly a deep, like close friend of mine. Mm. So not at all to say like, we need to have, you know, this many years of history under our belts before we can really be a deep friend. But I think the quality of the conversations that we have, or the depth of our friendship, I think is what I would want much more of. And I don't know how we got to this conversation, (laughs) stemming off of introversion and extroversion. Because we were talking about how um, introversion is how you like gain energy and from being by yourself or with few. And then there was this idea about, oh, well, you know, substance wise, like, is it quality versus quantity that we're seeking? Ah, And adults becoming, you know, of the quality orientation. Um, Yeah. It's a topic with a lot of different subcategories and like overlap and in a, a, a what do you call it when you um when there's like a brother and sister who like love each other <laughs> incestuous uh, yeah. <laughs> I studied English at a very good school and that's where it got me <laughs> I just couldn't remember it's like 10 o'clock at night in New York uh it's a little past my bedtime <laughs> but- this is a very like deep like overarching like tangential topic I think it touches on a lot of things like including relationships friendships like personality types like all kinds of things which is why I wanted to talk about it but it's also hard to like neatly wrap up in a bow to close off I think the the point of it is that it is like we were just saying like a really large topic touches on tons of things I do think in recent years there's been a huge uh, focus on introversion and introverts and like what it really means to even define it what we've taken away is that there is no clear definition on it but I do think there is like now been kind of this validity to both extroverts and introverts in their own right and it's kind of interesting to think about how that permeates into all aspects of your life based on kind of which way you lean and to even add to that I think now we're at a point where the conversation about introversion and extroversion is a little bit less hot than it was 
um, about a year ago, and I would even venture to say that we're walking in a direction in our conversations where we're talking about, you know, compassion now and the conversations that at least I have been surrounded by are geared more towards like empathy and character types. And maybe this has, you know, maybe this is a byproduct in some way, shape or form about politics and the way that, you know, we're not one of the biggest things against, you know, Hillary Clinton, right, is that she is sort of masked and guarded and mm-hmm. that compassion is a little bit hard to see. And surprisingly enough, Trump has a certain level of empathy towards those who have been disadvantaged economically to a certain extent, right? Right. And so it seems to me that that is a hotter topic now um, because introvert and extrovert, maybe it was just too complicated for people to figure out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there is, you're totally right though. I think there is this closer attention to some of the, intangibles like more feeling related types of topics i think introversion extroversion was like a good segue into what is now really hotly talked about which is empathy i see this a lot in even in like the workplace and trying to introduce empathy um certainly see it in politics like you said Mm -hmm. it's really interesting to see how that's all shaking out right now and that's obviously another huge can of worms (laughs) yeah so uh, maybe we'll go into that in another episode Maybe. Who knows? We have been very unfaithful to our audience. So <laughs> um, maybe our next episode will be on that. I hope Susan Kane, if she were to ever listen to this, would not be offended by my uh, misconstruing of anything in her book, as I, like I said, have not read all of it. Um, Myself, likewise, for somebody who has read all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I just have terrible memory when it comes to books. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's, yeah. Uh, it was really interesting to kind of dive into this and especially given that there are so many ways to think about it. We appreciate all of you listening in. If you have any thoughts about introversion or extroversion, any opinions about anything we shared, we would love to hear it. You can find us on Twitter at two Asian vaginas or email us at two Asian vaginas at gmail.com because Yahoo is no longer a thing. <laughs> is it not? Well, I mean, they got acquired and everything. Um, And I silently judge people who have a Yahoo email address. But that's another point for another episode. My dad has one. (laughs) So does my dad. (laughs) Exactly. This is why the judgment happens. Okay, anyway, thank you, everybody. See you next time on another episode of Two Asian Vaginas. Bye.